Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about hot, steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good, 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 good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday right here at 10 a.m. It is an awesome day in the neighborhood, and our neighborhood of discussion this morning is breast cancer. As you know, this is the month of October, so we lift up, highlight, remember, support, and encourage all of those who are fighting breast cancer, who are survivors, and we just want to lift them up and and share information and education, which is what we're doing on the show today. I have the pleasure of having three awesome women on the platform today, and they're going to talk about some of the things that you don't hear from your doctor, from your oncologist, from your surgeons about the reconstructive surgery process. So, again, this show is targeted to those going through breast cancer and contemplating the decision of whether to have the reconstructive surgery or not. So we want you to listen in. Become a part of the show. So if you have a question or you want to share, maybe you too have your own story. You'd like to put it out there on the air. We want that. So press 1 if you're listening, and we'll get you right in queue and get your comments right here on the air. If we don't get to you, share your feedback on the Facebook page, Coffee Talk Soy, or look for me under Soy Soy Camara. I always want to hear from the audience because this show is really about what you think. So all right, ladies. Let's get right into it. On the panel, we have Angie Fletcher. She's out of Chicago. Good morning, Angie, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. We also have the phenomenal Darius Jones Goodwin, who's also on the panel. And welcome back, Darius. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. All right. And representing the A, Hotland is where it is. We have Ayana Sadamal, who's also on the show. Good morning, Ayana, and thanks for being on the panel. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right, so as we get into the conversation of breast reconstructive surgery, ladies, let's talk about, so we're going to fast forward. So if you missed the testimonies about these women and what the experiences were, go to the website. You can hear the show from last week. So today we're going to fast forward, and we're going to go into contemplating the decision of whether to have reconstructive surgery or not. So one of you ladies, please introduce yourself and and talk about how you came to the decision and what decision you made about the reconstructive surgery process. Okay, I'll go first. My name is uh, Angela Fletcher, and I was diagnosed, you know, with cancer May of 2012. Um. As I had my, as I went through um, chemo and radiation, uh, it was explained to me that I would need a double mastectomy. 
So June, um, June of 2013, I went through my double mastectomy and reconstruction. And with with that whole procedure, it was a 12-hour procedure. I went up on the anesthesia at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I came out of anesthesia at 8 o'clock at night. With my experience with my reconstruction, I would say it's some downfalls and it's some good, you know, good thoughts about it. Me at 42 years old, if I wish I make that decision again, I would never went through reconstruction. I would have just left myself flat. But the reason I decided to have my reconstruction is because I still wanted to feel like a lady. The cancer could bring you down in so many different ways. I still wanted to have a breast. I still wanted to wipe my tank top. And it left me with good thoughts and bad thoughts. Um, it left me with a lot of scars. It left me with no feeling. It left me with um, just, you know, no no feeling up there. But the good part about it is I have, you know, I have, Dress up there, and you know, it still feel like my t-shirt. It still, I still wear my bras the same size. So, what I would suggest regarding reconstruction is, if you're young, I would suggest you to go ahead and do the reconstruction. So some people get diagnosed like at between 25 and 40 years old. I would suggest you to go ahead and do the reconstruction. But if you over, you know, like 40, if you and hit your kids and you and did all that. I would advise you just to go, you know, flat. And you feel beautiful as flat. Because I didn't understand that at the beginning. So that was my experience with my reconstruction. Okay. All right. Thank you, Andrea. I hear some moving in the background. So someone's moving around. So we want to, we want to actually refrain from that so we can get clear quality uh, of, of what's being shared. So, Angie, you said that if you could do it all over again, you, you wouldn't. You would suggest that the older women who've already had those youthful experiences to just go ahead and ride it out and remain flat and, and not yes. go through the reason. You, you know, right. We, You know, you feel beautiful, you know, with the breast or without the breast. And at that time, I didn't understand that because I didn't read up on it the way I should have read up on it. Um, but... You know, like I said, it's some good, it's some good and it's some bad that you know that comes out of it. I just, me personally, I do not like the feeling of it. I do not like the feeling of the silicone. I do not like the feeling of, you know, no feeling up there. It's just like it's just for show. And you know, they mm-hmm. still have bras. You know, Victoria's Secret where you can go buy. You know, if you do wish to go flat, they still have bras at Victoria's Secret, and you know, they still have other stores where you can go get special bras that. W- uh, for women that had double Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's hear from the, the other ladies about how they made their decision and what their decision was. Because I I, I want to go into the process. I want to make sure we have time to talk about the process. And it's going to shock you when I tell you what I thought the process was. So I'm I'm going to uh-huh. to yeah admit, admit my ignorance on the air, but I'm going to share with, with the listeners <laughs> what are. I thought the process was. And I'm a woman. So let's hear from uh, <laughs> Darius. Darius, what decision did, did you make, and, and why did you make that decision? Well, um, I'm I'm the newer diagnosed. I just got diagnosed in April of this year. And, you know, out of ignorance or, or lack of knowledge, initially when I went into my surgeon, which was the first person I met after diagnosis, I told her you should take them off. 
And um, I never thought about reconstruction because I didn't even know it was an option. So when they explained to me that reconstruction was an option, I, I thought about it for a second. And then after talking to women who had gone through it and had had reconstruction and just hearing their, their to me, sounded like really horror stories of, you know, expanders and translaps and things of that nature, I just, yeah. you know, weighed my options and figured, you know, what's more important is it important to me to have breasts? And I talked to my husband and I said, hey, I just need you to be okay with me not having them. And he gave me the okay. So my, my decision was to have the mastectomy, the double mastectomy, and not reconstruct at all in no way, shape, or form. But the good thing is that no matter what, the door never closes. That option never closes to me. So if I decide in two years or five years or 20 years that I want to reconstruct, I will be able to, and my insurance will still pay for it. It's mm-hmm. just that right now for me, um, I, I, it's not a priority. And so even though mastectomies do not guarantee that the cancer won't return, having yeah. a bilateral at this point in time gives me just a peace of mind. And that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what I wanted. I wanted peace of mind about what's up there, what could and could not happen, and let's lessen the possibility of a recurrence as much as we can. So I, on October 30th, I will have my bilateral mastectomy, but I will not reconstruct. Mm-hmm. Well, we're wishing you all, we're giving you, we're just laying our hands and just praying for your, uh, for speedy recovery and that your, your surgery is successful. But let me ask you this, Darius. Now, I understand that you are married. How much of a factor or how much did your husband's opinion weigh in on, on your decision? Oh, it it was probably probably about 75 to 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Because I am in this marriage And I did not want to slight him I did not want to make him feel like The decision was solely mine And it's important to me What's important to him So if he told me that it was important That we would talk about it more And we would have more dialogue And you know he's been with me At every doctor's appointment To say to learn too So he can hear what's going on What the options are so it, it, about 75 to 80%. So I'm, I'm glad that he's kind of let me have the lead on it. But had he said something different, it it might have been a different decision or it might have been a different outcome. And let me say this. When I met my newer surgeon recently, I saw her on the 6th of this month, she did explain to me that I would have a bilateral. And even if I wanted reconstruction right away, I would be a candidate. I would have to wait at least a year because I have to do radiation and also because I'm 38 and I have breast cancer. And so their thing is we want to monitor you so closely, reconstruction will kind of get in the way for that first year. So give us a year and let us watch you, and then if you want to reconstruct, you could. So that was that was okay. the issue, too. Okay. So wait, can I say one yeah. more thing? I want to jump in there. I want to yeah. – um, with what – don't need to, I mean, what Darius said, to piggyback on that, when very lack of knowledge on my reconstruction. And once I finished my chemo, I thought I was done with cancer. I didn't know I was still 85% chance that I could catch cancer within the next five years. And the doctors not really uh, consider you as a remission until you reach their five-year mark. 
So if mm-hmm. I would have knew that, I would never get reconstruction because now, you know, going through the radiation and going through everything else, you cannot have radiation when you have, you know, your silicone up there. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I want to throw out there, too, that women should really wait until, you know, what Doris just said, until they totally act the clear. Mm-hmm. Now, Ayana, I know that you, I do, I know that you had yours kind of right after, right? I, th- I think you had yours immediately following. You had your reconstruction immediately following your surgery. So, what, what I think, so tell me if I'm right or not, and tell us about how you came to your decision a lot. Okay. All right. So, I was diagnosed at age 31. Um, it, it was in October of 2012. And I immediately started um, chemotherapy because I had to do chemotherapy because of the type of tumor that I had. I had a triple negative tumor, and they, you know, they don't know what makes them grow. So um, I did I did chemotherapy um, for four months, every two weeks, and then um, I did I had a double mastectomy, and um, that was in March, and then in June I had reconstructive surgery. So um, immediately, well, when I woke up from the double mastectomy, I had tissue expanders in my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I mean, that was, you know, every everybody who's had a double mastectomy knows that that's like the, that surgery was horrible. And the recovery time, mm-hmm. I've never experienced mm-hmm. anything like that in my entire life. And um, mm-hmm. so just, you know, going through wearing those tissue expanders for three months was just a big pain. And, um I decided, well, what really brought me to the decision to do um, reconstructive surgery was the fact that I wanted to feel like a woman again. Um, mm-hmm. I struggled with so many things. You know, after after being di- diagnosed with cancer, I changed my eating habits. Um, I became a vegetarian, 75% vegan. It's kind of hard. But putting, like, to, when I thought about it, I was like, I don't want to put, some kind of foreign object or plastic in my body, you know. Mm-hmm. But after I thought about it, I already felt less of a woman because I didn't have any hair. I had just gone through chemotherapy, and then you're going to take my breast away. And I just, I, that was really what made me come to the decision to do it. And I am glad I did it. There are some drawbacks. Um, you can't feel your skin after you have a mastectomy because, you know, they take everything out. I was lucky. Yeah. Um to be able to have a, t- um, a skin sparing double mastectomy because my um, the tumor wasn't in my duct, so they just they just basically take out all your tissue, but they leave your skin. So I still have my nipples and all of my skin, um, but you can't feel it. You have no feeling in it. Um, I did um, so. I had that. I had the uh, the reconstructive surgery in June. That surgery was much better. I didn't. There wasn't a whole lot of pain with that. Um, one thing that I can tell women, like if they decide to have the reconstructive surgery, is if you don't want to invest money in a whole set of new bras, then you might want to go back <laughs> to the same size because <laughs> they can get it very expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I didn't know until one of my one of my girlfriends who had um, already had the surgery is that um, you know how you have that little piece of arm fat between your breast and your arm. There's that little chunk of fat right there that you that yeah. you hate when you wear like a nice yeah. dress. Your insurance will pay to remove that. That's so, second hello. Yes. I know. I'm saying that's what they call it. The second hello. 
Like when you're waving at somebody and that arm thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I wasn't aware that your insurance would pay to remove that. I actually, one of my girlfriends told me after I had my reconstructive surgery and I went back to my plastic surgeon and talked to him and he lipoed the stuff out. But you can get it done when you're you're having your surgery. So that was a good thing to know. Um, And then another thing I... I, um, that I think is really important is after you have the surgery, try to get into some sort of physical therapy because it's so hard just to raise your arms. Like it took oh, a month yeah. to be able to yeah. like stretch your arms all mm-hmm. the way up. So, really, really tight back there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it feel like you have a lot of wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to my doctor, um, and I asked them if, they, if there was something they could do. I asked them if they could put me in physical therapy, and they said, of course. So I started doing that, and then also, like, we were doing stretches. We were doing strengthening exercises, and then they also did massage, and that is really important, too, because it loosens up all of that, loosens all of, excuse me, loosens that scar tissue that you have. Um, like under, on the side of your breast, there's a lot of scar tissue. Um, and then even like in one of my breasts, I had little scar tissue around my nipple. So they would do massage and it just loosens it all up. Um, fortunately I didn't have to do any kind of radiation. I know that makes it a little bit harder when you're doing reconstructive surgery, um, I my my the tumor was between stage one and two and it didn't spread to my lymph nodes so um, I was able to just do chemo and then have surgery. Um, when I you know I know that um, that radiation affects your skin differently and it does sometimes it doesn't heal, but um, so that's why I was able to just go from the double mastectomy to the expanders straight to the implant. So I know I was fortunate for that. Um, Let's see, I can't think of anything else that I would want to, I don't, I can't think of anything else I would want to recommend. Right. You covered well, it you, all. You, you've given, you, yeah. you've given quite, you've given quite a bit of information. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here holding yeah. up my arm, like seeing if anything, you know, I, I, so please call this the chicken wing. So I'm lifting up my arm like, oh, is there? <laughs> what you're going to learn because now I don't mm-hmm. feel that, you know, I'm smarter than what I thought because remember I told you earlier in the show, I said, I have a confession to make. I was ignorant to the fact of something, but Ayana just enlightened me because I was thinking, I think it wasn't until I heard about the process, and we're going to talk about that now for the next 10 minutes, because I thought you, you go in there, you have the surgery, they, you know, they remove the tumors or all the tissue inside, and they just like, Put the silicone in there, stitch you up, and no. go home and let no. you heal. So I'm like, well, why do we have to? You no. know, so I'm like, why do you still put it back? Just put silicone in there. No. Why you go, so with the yard and all that, sometimes they can save the skin. <laughs> I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so sometimes it does happen, but in most cases, it doesn't. So let's talk about that extension yeah. process and what that is, so people can really understand what what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay, so because they um, when you when you have a double mastectomy and they're taking out all of your breast tissue, um, what they what they do um, is they put the tissue expanders in so that they can stretch your muscles out. And um, in my case, they didn't have to stretch my skin. But people who they who people who don't have um, who who have to have their 
breast and skin removed, um, they're going to wake up um, at, with the expanders in your chest, and then it'll stretch your muscle as well as your skin. So um, with me, I just had to have my muscle stretched out. Um, and then what they do is once it's once the that muscle that pocket gets to the size that you want, then that's when they can go in and slip a um, the implant underneath it. And that's actually what gives you perkier breasts when they slide those implants yeah. underneath the muscle. Now, how they stretch our skin when when she say uh, when you have to you have to go back like every two weeks once they put them expanders yes. in. It's just like a balloon they put inside your breast. So you're not going to wake mm-hmm. up with breast. You're, gonna, you're still going to wake up flat. And they have these suction mm-hmm. tubes that's, you know, sticking at your skin, you know, mm-hmm. on the side so your fluid can drain. And you have to go every two weeks and they insert, um, what you call that, mm-hmm. um, saline. They enter saline mm-hmm. into your skin. And it constantly stretch your skin. For me, they was entering 100 Say, um, say, pieces of saline into my skin. And every two weeks I go, and then when I get home, they would say, okay, well, when do you want, what size do you want your breast? And I said, I just wanted to go back a C-cup. And once I got a C-cup, after like four visits, you have to go through another surgery. Now to take the standards out, and now they're going to put your silicone in. And that was the process they didn't explain to me. I thought I was just going to look up a breast and go home. Oh, no. I didn't know I had to go through another surgery, and I didn't know I would have to go in and let them pick a big needle in my breast again and enter 100 um, cc's of saline into my breast just to stretch my skin. And that's very painful. That's mm-hmm. very, very painful. So now, so now what, what, what Dari's making the decision, I say that, she, that she make, she's going to wait. So she'll have her surgery. Uh, we're praying that she'll be healed and be in remission. And then let's say three years from then, she decides, okay, now I want to have the reconstruction. So then they'll go in and do the incision and put the spaces in then. Is that how that yes. would work? Mm-hmm. Go in and they will stretch mm-hmm. her skin and they will put the expanders in. And they, she will have to go back every two weeks to get some the saline injected into her. And once they stretch her skin and stretch her muscles, once if you want to become like a C-cup or B-cup, um, they would say, you know, put on a tank top, and if your breast is perfect, then you have to go through another process of removing the expanders to put your silicone in. Yeah. And I think, I, and I may, and I'm new to this, I'm learning so much from Ayana and Angie. I think that, or it's my belief that if I, the longer I wait, the harder it'll be. Yeah. So that's why, mm-hmm. too, I'm trying to, like, you know, I already had to wait a year. I'm just gearing myself now to say, you know what, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to walk around, and I'm going to be flat, and it's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. And then they also offer prosthetics too, though. Like, I, and I think that a lot of women don't know that that's an option. There, you you are able mm-hmm. to get some type of prosthetic too if you never yeah. reconstruct. So that's always an option too. But what have you what all ever got tissue? What is the scarring? What is the scarring? The incisions and the healing. So oh, wow. with all of these different it's, it's surgeries, is it, is it under? Is it under the, the it's, breast? No, it's, it? it's. See, I had to slap. I had. They had to remove my skin from my back because I didn't have enough fat tissue in my stomach. If you have enough fat tissue in your stomach, they can take the fat from your stomach. But I had no fat in my stomach, so they had to go through my back, and um, I have like. Two long, huge scars. They look like angel wings in, in my back. And then mm-hmm. since they cut you so deep, 
they become mm. um what you call that when your skin bubbled up? I forget Keloid. what they call that. Yeah, they come baby. Yeah. Mhm. So I have like two long scars in my back. And then you have scars up under your arm. Then you have scars, you know, around your nipple area. It leaves you with a whole lot of scarring. They save your life, mm-hmm. but it leaves you with a whole lot of scarring. You will forever, every day, be reminded that you were diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah, that's true. Um, on on me, the only scars that I have are the scars on the side of my breast. Um, my, my initially when I consulted with my plastic surgeon, he wanted to just do an incision around my nipple. Well, he wasn't the one doing the mastectomy, and so the, my breast surgeon it, who decided that she just wanted to cut from, like, under my armpit to my nipple. So that's the scar that I have. And then the other scar I have, of course, is the um, the hole underneath my arms where they stuck my yeah. uh, my drainage tubes. Yeah, drainage um, so tubes, yeah. I have, right. yeah. I was lucky not to have um, those scars. But there's also, for people that are that really don't want silicone in their body, there's also another option. And I can't remember the name of the surgery, but essentially what they're doing is they're going to take, like, your stomach fat, um, and they'll basically uh-huh. do, like, a tummy tuck, and then they'll take that skin and that tissue, and they'll make breasts with it. And I've seen it, uh-huh. and it doesn't, look, it doesn't look bad. And it's, 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 it's you know, it's your own tissue. So that's also an option, yeah. too. But you have I to think have that's called uh, transplant. The transplant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lord knows I tried to, to get that. In order yeah, to do that. I tried. And so I asked him, I said, can I wait six months and go eat a whole lot of cheeseburgers again, come back? <laughs> but I, so he told me, you can't, they said, you can eat cheeseburgers for the next year and you will not have enough fat in your stomach. And, you know, women, we would think we have enough fat in our stomach. But they would say, no, you don't have any fat in your stomach. Mm-hmm. So can you so can you wear can you wear two piece ladies? Can you wear like um, a two piece? You know how you have the, like the bra so that can does does the incisions will they hide under the under the the covering of a typical two piece? Mm-hmm. Me, I can't I can't wear two piece because um, I have the two huge scars that's in the back of my back. I can okay. you know okay. I can wear. If I were a two piece, it would have to the top would have to at least come down past my breast, like right up under my breast, but like a bikini, you know, like okay. a broad top bikini. I can't, I cannot wear that. Okay, but 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 you could do like a racer. Was it a racer back? You can do that, right? Does it cover yes. that or no? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I can actually. I would be able to. Even I'm modest, so I would never wear two piece. But I could, and my scars <laughs> would show. Um, yeah. The only thing that shows <laughs> is the scar from my port. Is my port oh, scar? That's yeah, your yeah, port scar. Uh huh. And that's Do you still have your port I, in, Ayana? No, I, I made them take it out. I was, I was you like, oh, absolutely, it it's got to go. Yeah, okay. yes. that's that's so uncomfortable. Yes, yes, it was. It was uncomfortable. And um, it's still, like, that area still gives me problems. Like, I don't, my skin usually doesn't keloid, but for some reason when they took that um, took that port out, the scar, he, it started to keloid, and I had it removed mm. three times by my plastic surgeon. And finally, the last time he removed it, he injected it with a little bit of steroid, and it didn't keloid, but it's still, it's not, it's not a pretty scar. Right. Wow. 
And that's another you thing that women always have to think about when they do these, you know, when you're having these surgeries. <laughs> is your some people keloid really bad? Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a type I've never keloid, but my scars in my back it left me with really really bad keloid, and then the scars from my forehead cap it left me with keloid, and they told they they give you some type of strip to put on it so you would not mm-hmm. keloid. But it's a chance you were keloid, it's a chance you were not. But I feel keloid because they had to cut you so deep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been an awesome show, ladies. I am so <laughs> proud of each one of you for, for sharing. I appreciate you sharing. So, Angie Fletcher, Darice Jones Goodwin, and Ayana Sadamai, thank you so much for being a part of this exchange. I really appreciate you. And and I and I pray that someone's life changes because of the information that we shared in this thirty minute segment on Coffee Talk with Joy. Thank you so much, ladies, and please be blessed in your walk. I'm praying for your recovery, Darice. Thank you so much. I'll talk with all of you. Yeah. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show as well. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you for your comments and for your patience in hearing these stories. I hope that you'll be praying for these ladies as well. Share this show with those you know who may be going through this and may be contemplating the, the decision of whether they should have breast reconstructive surgery or not. Again, save the top topics or not is your decision. Be empowered, and we hope this show helps you with information that you may not have been aware of. Become our friend on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, download the app. I need your support. Download the app from your app store, whether Google Play or iTunes. We're under the name Coffee Talk with Story. Have a great weekend, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you.